0: and gentlemen welcome welcome for all of you tuning in thank you so much i appreciate it this is the snake sports talk show wherever and however you may be watching and listening today instagram twitter and facebook is where you can like and follow me on all social media platforms below also don't forget to subscribe to the youtube channels the Spotlight Sports Network the home of the Snake Sports Talk Show and the Snake Sports Talk Show as well and also follow me on Spotify for all of my latest podcast episodes where you can catch the rest of it on the show if in case you know you missed today's episode well welcome welcome good morning to you all on a beautiful Saturday here in the Vegas Valley so glad to be here i i am completely jam packed with Every With a lot of different news, a lot of different um, stuff to be covering on. Uh, by the way, too, we also figured this out. Um, I'm also live on Twitter Live. Twitter's live stream as well, so you could definitely check me out there. So I'm getting used to this. I'm getting used to a lot of these live stream stuff. It's exciting. And um, again, it's only getting better from here. Uh, man, what a week it was! Can't complain, but there were so many things that were weighing in on my mind this week, and this is where I'm going to start it from here. Okay, the one thing that is definitely weighed on my mind oh, I don't know. How about the latest NFL top 100 players list? I know what a lot of people have to say about it, and i have my thoughts and this is where i'm going to end up breaking it down because listen this whole list was done by the players so this is one of the interesting ones that i looked at and i thoroughly looked also into this the to each player's stat and you wouldn't believe what each you know which each of the you know the the tiers and the lists that were there where all these players were placed at Because I'll tell you right now, there are a lot of pissed off people who looked at this list and thought, what in the hell? So my biggest thing is this. There are two things. One, um, as you know, the number one player on this list is Lamar Jackson and not Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is fourth on this list. And I know what a lot of you are thinking. Well, how is that possible? We know Lamar Jackson's a real good quarterback, but Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl. You know, he's still one of the, the, the most incredible players we've ever watched watch um, play football. You know, and that's true. And I don't disagree. And this is what was interesting to me. Lamar Jackson and nothing to take away from his game or his play style, but you look into Lamar Jackson's game and this is a guy that led the Ravens to um, an AFC North title, but then eventually got upset by Tennessee in the playoffs and that then made his market 0 two in the playoffs. And that's what kind of boggled my mind from there. Again, I'm not taking away the fact that Lamar Jackson is a stellar player, especially when it comes to how he reads the field, how he plays his game at his position at quarterback. But the way that I look at Patrick Mahomes, yes, he's an unbelievable talent. What's interesting about this is, regardless of the injury that he had last season, Patrick Mahomes was still able to put the numbers that he needed to to get Kansas City a championship. And here's why that I think Patrick Mahomes benefits from this list. Because at this point, now he still has a chip on his shoulder. He's now fighting for being the best NFL player in the league. He is now. This is probably one of the reasons... I don't – I will not be surprised that if Patrick Mahomes comes out next next year, this up-and-coming season, if we have one, and he comes out with serious fire, and there's a reason why. Nothing against Lamar Jackson. But you know what? Speaking of these two quarterbacks, what about the ones that we also saw on this list that uh, – this one was a head-scratcher for me because – on this list, you have Josh Allen, you have Kyler Murray, you have Kirk Cousins, you have Dak Prescott, um, and look, you can't argue the fact of Drew Brees and Tom Brady. They are still considered at least the top 20 players at their at their positions. And then you also have Aaron Rodgers. But once I looked on this list, oh, what? wait, there's no Carson Wentz on this list? let alone there be Matt Ryan. And I'll tell you why Carson Wentz he's he's not up on this list because a lot of us still have not gotten over that Super Bowl. Because a lot of us rant and raved about Nick Foles but ultimately you still blank out the guy who got the team to the playoffs, winning record, MVP numbers, and is also, this is one of the things. Look, take the rookie year out. Take the rookie season statistics out the way for Carson Wentz. He's 81 and 21. 81 touchdowns, 21 picks. That This is unbelievable. And last year proved to you that Carson Wentz can make it into the playoffs regardless of injuries. They went 9 and 7 and he literally played with lawn chairs as wide receivers. So, he had a lot of players that were banged up, but they still managed to make the playoffs. And it upsetted the Dallas Cowboys who were fully healthy. But yet Dak Prescott makes this list before Carson Wentz does or Josh Allen or Kyler Murray for that, for that deal. It was a lot of interesting stuff. And look, once again, I'll say this one more time, but at the end of it, I completely rest my case on this because none of us have gotten over that Super Bowl um, that Carson Wentz, at that time, led the team to But Nick Foles, all he had to do was just make smart plays. Listen, I'm not saying Nick Foles is not a good quarterback. I do believe he is, but he's not that quote-unquote franchise quarterback that you would expect to see, okay? And there are flaws to his game, much like there are flaws to the games of Ryan Fitzpatrick. The two of them are so alike together because think about it this way. Their star quarterback goes down, in comes the backups, and the first game he's solid. Second, okay, okay game. Third, much much better because usually those are matchups where it's against you know the the rebuilding teams, and then you come up, and then it's not so great. That's the typical play style of a backup quarterback. Nick Foles is productive in some ways but does not have completely the it factor that Carson Wentz does. And this is where people fail to realize Carson Wentz is the reason why Philadelphia up to this point, they are a competitive franchise. Okay, what does Carson have? Well, he's got Doug Peterson. He's got a top-notch – very competitive head coach. He's also got a real good defense behind him now. And they also stacked on wide receivers. So up to this point, we'll see what next year brings us. Because at this point, Carson Wentz not making the top 100 is absolutely ridiculous. The fact that you low ball a guy who had an MVP caliber year. Led the Eagles to the playoffs twice, but yet that one he gets injured at the wrong time. Nick Foles comes in and he finishes it, and he finishes it up. This is one that I I I truly listen. This is where I, I I speak to a lot of reasonable Philadelphia Eagle fans, and I have a couple of colleagues of mine who are diehard Philly fans, and they understand. And then there are some that I guarantee you every time when I watch a game at the bar and I hear a lot more about Nick Foles, I'm just saying, just drink a beer. Don't even talk. Because up to the point, you're still low balling Carson Wentz for the type of talent and the, the intensity he brings. And he doesn't make top 100. That boggles my mind. Listen matt ryan didn't even make the top 100 and i do believe matt ryan is a real good quarterback and he's very productive but you know what the problem is is that people look at this and say well atlanta doesn't have kyle shanahan no more they don't have the play style they don't have the playmaker but matt ryan still can be a productive quarterback he's just got to have He's just got to have the right plays. He's just got to have the right style. He's got to have everything. How about Jared Goff? Jared Goff never even made the top 100. And Jared Goff is a very productive quarterback as long as he's got Sean McVay, the smart play styler. And Jared Goff is is not a terrible quarterback. He's very productive. This is why I think the Rams will be very interesting to watch next season. Because even though some of their defensive components, they've come and gone. Offensively, Todd Gurley now is in Atlanta. And Brandon Cooks is in Houston. But yet, Jared Goff will still have moments of his production. I mean, it was a little bit of the improvement late in the season last year. But he, he possesses a lot. So this whole list, when it comes to the quarterbacks, Look, I like Josh Allen, but I still do believe there are some improvements to his game. I love Kyler Murray, but I think this was too early for Kyler Murray to even make the top 100 list. And then I look at uh, Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott. Dak, everybody was fully healthy. How do you go 8-8 and last year? And struggled massively. You could say what you want to if it's Dak Prescott or if you could say it was Jason Garrett this whole time. But I'll guarantee you that hopefully Mike McCarthy could turn this thing around for Dallas, but at the same time, doesn't have nearly the it factors as Carson Wentz does. And Kirk Cousins, by the way, he's Minnesota's only uh, productive quarterback. He's not. He's not that type of quarterback, like what we would see in Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or Jared Goff or Carson Wentz. Even though he is a productive quarterback and he's Minnesota's type of productive quarterback, but as for the league as a whole, there are still some questions to his game. That's why when I looked at this list, I I, I don't I, I don't even know what to say else about it. You know, and this is what kind of leads me up to this, just to be finishing up this segment. But there were a lot of snubs. There were an awful lot of snubs, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, um, Jared Goff. But then you also have Max Crosby and a lot of other players out there. Lots of them got snubbed. And what's interesting to me, especially when you look at the positions of these players on, on this list, how does Todd Gurley get ranked 51. And Gurley who was not the same. Not the same type running back like he was um in that Super Bowl year. Not or how does Nick Bosa, rookie who by the way, I mean he's a very very good defensive pass rusher and he's very very in- intensive. But how does a rookie get ranked 17th on this list. And he is way above his brother, Joey. And Joey's 34th. May I argue that Nick Bosa had about nine sacks last year? Joey had about 11 and a half. And Joey's averaging, if you look up on the stats, he's averaging about 10 and a half almost close to 11 sacks per year. He only had one dud, and that was was the five and a half. That's it. But you're telling me that the rookie, his brother, plays a lot better than he does? I'm not taking away the fact that I think Nick Bosa is a very, very intensive pass rusher, but even his brother Joey brings a lot of power, brings a lot of pop. But no, he gets outranked. Or it's unbelievable. This is why when I looked at this list, I I just kind of felt like, did somebody end up hiring someone through pro football focus? I know that this was all done by the players, but this is where I even have to look at the players and try to figure out how are these players ranked where they are? I look at the stats, I look at the performances, and a lot of it does not add up a lot of it does not add up. This is why that I said if there is only one stable ranking I will be fine with. That's Russell Wilson. Okay, Russell Wilson there at the number 2 is reasonable. Hell, he could be very much a number 1 quarterback. Because Russ never gets hurt, still productive regardless even if he has a healthy or a um a banged up offensive line, mediocre. He still manages to control the field. He controls the game flow. And he is Seattle's franchise. If you think about it, this is one of the reasons that I, I, that to me, Russell Wilson deserves all the credit. He deserves all the credit that comes to him. So Finally, Russell Wilson gets a lot of the respect he deserves. And that is one that I can be happy of. But as for the rest of this list, (laughs) unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. Uh, I'm going to take a break from here. But when I come back, um, listen, sports is officially back. We now have a lot of things kicking off. The NBA now is kicking off and things are going very, very smoothly in the league. And I'll start to explain all of that because um, those who didn't catch Thursday's live stream, I was doing a little bit of a live stream here with my real good colleague uh, on the Lakers and Clippers. And I think that this would be interesting to break that down. Um, Also, hockey is back. The Stanley Cup uh, playoff qualifiers is starting here today and this is what's going to be interesting. I'll break all of those down as well and I'll have a few more news uh news for you around the sports league. Like I said, I am I am stacked, I am packed. Um and I cannot wait uh to unload all of this. It's a perfect day to do so. But everybody also too happy happy August. We're starting the first day of August, so why not start it here in style. So uh be right back Snake Sports Talk Show. all right folks welcome back here to the snake sports talk show and just to give you all an update here on the stanley cup playoff qualifiers on today's schedule it is loaded and the stanley cup playoffs is officially underway so there are a couple of games going on here uh the new york rangers will be taking on the carolina hurricanes followed by the chicago Blackhawks. Hawks taking on the Edmonton Oilers, Florida Panthers facing off against the New York Islanders. Then it's the Montreal Canadiens against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And finally, to wrap things up, it'll be the Winnipeg Jets taking on the Calgary Flames. Listen, I am a, I am more than, than stoked that um, hockey is officially back. And also, much like in the NBA, hockey has very much worked throughout this whole COVID outbreak very, very smoothly. And I give Gary Bettman a lot of props. But um, the one thing that I will tell you in the Stanley Cup playoffs, because, and I'm not throwing my fandom out there, but when I watched Vegas against Arizona last night, or the couple nights ago, they looked prepared. They very much looked prepared. None of them looked like they skipped a beat. And to be honest, I I mean, the defense looked great. The defense was picking everybody up. And at the same time, Riley Smith was red hot. It was almost as if, hey, shutdown is not going to stop me. And so Vegas is not a team to sleep on this year. They look good. They look healthy. And regardless of the shutdown, for how long that it stalled, they they look like they are ready to win and i've said this before i feel like that this is absolutely the time for vegas to shine third time in a row that they have made the playoffs second time in 3 years winning the pacific division and this is a team that's on a mission they changed head coaches they got brand new players and right now at this moment yeah We all went through a shutdown. But this is no excuses to this point. Everybody is healthy. Everybody's ready to go. It's only a matter of time, and it's only how you play the cards. If you're Vegas or if you're uh, Tampa Bay and a lot of teams out there, you got to be playing at your absolute best. That's why I think there are a couple of teams that are out there that I'll make a point that there's a lot on the line for them. Because I'll tell you, the Chicago and Edmonton game, you can only hope that Edmonton looks solid through these qualifiers. To me, I feel like Winnipeg might actually have a shot against Calgary. They might. But there, anything can happen now up to this point. It's playoff hockey, and it's the best time of year. We know it's a little later than where we anticipated it, but I'm glad it's back. Uh, One thing I do want to talk about shifting back into the NFL because in the past week, the biggest breaking news was the Jamal Adams trade. I mean, Seattle got stronger. Seattle got stronger in their secondaries. And think of it this way. What is the one place Pete Carroll really is known for on his defense? I would argue it is the secondaries. And Jamal Adams is coming into a really good defensive schematic. Where I mean, he's a hybrid player. Next to him, Derwin James, they're very, they're very high-intensity players. And you put him anywhere. You put him in safety. You put him in linebacker. You put him in all sorts of spots. And Russ is now like now people are thinking finally starting to get it about Russell Wilson that he is Seattle's franchise he's the reason why that Seattle is still a competitive team and year in and year out he doesn't miss a beat and always finds ways to win ball games to keep Seattle in the game and especially um within their season because you're going into a You're going into an NFC West who, by the way, I mean, the Rams, they're taking a little bit of a toll, but they're still going to be solid. As long as Jared Goff has Sean McVay, as long as the play schematics are right, that's all you need. Arizona is going to be interesting. Kyler Murray having DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, and they got a lot of young players. I don't see them heavily impacting, but this will be a fun team that I'm sure probably would be a pain in the butt during the season. And then finally, you have San Francisco. Okay, Kyle Shanahan, we're not sure exactly how San Francisco is really going to handle themselves after that Super Bowl loss, but it won't take away the fact that I still believe that that defense is solid and is a shutdown-type defense. And that's what's going to cause a lot of problems for Seattle. But those are the things that you can expect from in that NFC. But as for the rest of them, this was smarter for Seattle. And Seattle, they're not particularly one step ahead, but they are closer. Look at all these teams in the NFC. Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, um, Arizona. I would argue that there are a lot of teams that are out there who have wide receiver duos. And the only thing that to stop these types of duos is you got to have the right secondaries. You got to have the right players at their positions. I feel like Jamal Adams definitely gives Seattle a bigger boost. Because at that point, look, I love Shaquille and Shaquille Griffin. I do. I think they are very remarkable players. But then at that point, Seattle has to stay solid in the secondaries, regardless of how the defensive front looks like. And let alone, because look, you still have KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner in the linebacking position, but they they are doing exactly what they need to at their positions. But in the end of it, because of the way that this league has shaped, I mean, it's, it's a quarterback's league it's all about offense and the only way to disrupt the offense is unless if you got strong secondaries which i do believe now seattle does um and as i said this before i mean the jets the jets for years have been a dysfunctional organization they have and i know what a lot of people are thinking and saying because i even said this too that the jets would definitely look like a 9 and 7 team if Adam Gase puts this thing together. But Jamal Adams definitely sparked a lot. I mean, he was definitely the rumor buzzing around and that was, you know, throwing Adam Gase under the bus, saying that he is not exactly the leader that everybody thinks he is and can't lead the Jets to the promised land. So that feels to me that feels like it speaks a lot of volumes if you ask me. But up to this point, you gave Jamal Adams what he wanted. He's now on a competitive team with Russell Wilson in Seattle. And listen, I'll tell you this. They got an overhaul for Jamal Adams. And I thought it was smart. They get a real good safety, um, not to the point of Jamal Adams' type of play style, but he's still good enough to play in this league. And then they got a first-rounder and second-rounder so I I think this I think New York really pulled this off on the trade wise but this is where New York now has to nail the draft they have to nail the draft in all components otherwise Buffalo's getting stronger in their defense Miami is going to look like something special the second we see Tua out there on the field and then you've got Bill Belichick in New, in New England who knows how to overcome a lot of adversities. This is where, at this point, the Jets really need to figure this out. No more Jamal Adams now. And to be honest, I don't even know exactly who I could trust in the secondaries. I don't. Outside of him being there, I'm not sure who I could truly trust. And by the way, I had the Jets going 9-7 and and potentially making a playoff spot. But after that trade, I feel like, and look, this is nothing against Sam Darnold or the offensive pieces that they picked up. But again, I've said this for a lot of teams. I said this for Dallas, that the second I like, you don't have the strong secondaries there, it can take its all on you on the defense. Listen, the defensive front line is going to do whatever it takes to bust through um, the O-line, get to the quarterback, get to the running backs. The linebacker is going to do what he whatever it takes to um, read the quarterback's moves, and the Jets are getting CJ Mosley back from injury. But the second that the quarterback throws the ball and the wide receiver runs his route, uh, this is where the, se- the 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 secondaries have to point that out. They got to see that. The second that they don't, they get burnt out. So up to this point. A team that I thought would have been nine and seven, I feel like we'll take a step back and go seven and nine. And it's not a disrespect to the Jets. It's not. But when you evaluate this through and through, Jamal Adams is one of the key components as to why the Jets' secondaries had stayed solid and a big-time hybrid player. Now in Seattle. Not sure how the Jets are going to favor out, but I really, really do love um, the overhaul they picked up on that draft. Um, I'm going to take another break from here. <laughs> uh, we do have a lot of a lot of people here up into the comments joining in. I appreciate every one of you guys joining in. Hit the like button as well. Share this with your friends and family as well. Um, let them know who the Snake Sports Talk Show really is all about. Uh, I do appreciate it. Like, follow, and also hit the subscribe and the bell button for all the notifications. I'm going to take a break here. Uh, When I come back, we'll be talking a little bit more up on hockey and a little more on the NBA uh, when I come back here on Snake Sports Talk Show. all right ladies and gentlemen welcome back here to the snake sports talk show if you are just tuning in man what a beautiful day it is out here in the vegas valley on a saturday can't complain um starting now the new month of august hopefully we'll have at least a little bit of cooler weathers that's my only hope um but uh but it's gonna be good stuff it's gonna be good stuff july is finally out the way we're starting a new month of august and can't wait to get it started. So. As I mentioned, hockey is back, um, and it, it's very, very intense. Very, very intensified. I love it. I love the urgencies, and I love exactly the fact that all these teams, they're all on a mission. Um, but here's one that I will break down here for, uh, for everybody, because the NBA, and I've mentioned this, I thought the NBA was going to go through a ton of challenges, and they still are. But... If I if I had to evaluate everything that's been happening within the NBA, I give Adam Silver the utmost credit on how he's ran this whole thing. Um, And listen, Adam Silver, as we know, many many times, he is pro player friendly. He loves his players, he loves his stars, but he also loves the league. I mean, he's got respectable owners, he's got respectable general managers all of them are all playing their cards right. And I mean, look, if you truly want to evaluate and break down everything that's happening, I mean, look at baseball right now. I'm happy of the fact that Major League Baseball is back, but there are a lot of complications, and I'll get into that a little bit later here on the show. But, um, but if there's... Anybody that we could truly learn this from, I feel like Adam Silver, as I mentioned, is the guy that is taking the steps in the right direction. He is the man that really has he's really planned and plotted this whole thing out and he's made it happen. And no cases whatsoever. They had daily tests and no cases have been found. All of these players now. And look, I know with the whole, you know, Lou Williams thing and everything else that has been happening within the bubble, but outside of that, he's very much been taking the reins of making sure that the league goes on smoothly. And it's really been something else. And this is probably something that I'm sure that all the other commissioners in the leagues are definitely going to learn from this. And How they can make this better. Because ultimately, yes, sports, in order for it to come back, you got to have at least the best regulations possible that fit to the player's safety, that also fit for the fans to have the content and the recent games going on. So it's a win win on all sides. And Adam Silver's definitely been the catalyst throughout this whole thing. Um, One thing I will say, too, because one of the games I live-streamed with my colleague was the Lakers and the Clippers. And listen, I tell you, I said this before that I think the Lakers, all the Lakers needed to do was take advantage of the open holes that the Clippers have exposed themselves. Because there was no Lou Williams, no Montrezl Harrell. And now Patrick Beverly was a big surprise. I didn't think he'd make it back into the bubble that quick, but apparently he did. And the Clippers always have a lot of surprises. And in that game, that game was so intensified. But you know what, though? That is a Western Conference final preview. The fact that Kawhi, the first quarter, shaky start, wasn't so great. Slowed himself down in the second quarter, and he got better. He had to take at least a a few steps back, reshape and refocus, and he was on his game. And by the way... Second half, Paul George looked dangerous. And he was a guy that was definitely on in his three-point shots and also making the important shots needed to keep the Clippers in the game. Now, the only thing that I could tell you that was, that was kind of tough to watch was the ball distributing. Then again, all the players, all the teams are going through this. They're all going through this. There's a little bit of rust that you got to shake off on your shoulders. But they're getting better at it. But that game last night told you why the Lakers have so much urgency and why it makes it—it it makes me feel like they have to win this year. Listen, I know the Clippers, without a doubt, they're the team that I believe is going to win the finals. But when you look at the chemistry and you look at the intensity and for as long as LeBron James has played in 17 seasons, he hasn't missed that big of a beat. He hasn't. And at that point, he played with a lot of urgency. He utilized the court, made sure everybody came in. I mean, Kyle Kuzma was making at least important plays that the Lakers needed. But in the end of it, KCP, Anthony Davis, everybody played their roles. And that's something that the Lakers, no matter how... um, no matter how you know how high the stakes are for them, they don't show you signs of slowing down. Which, as I've said, in an evenly matchup between the Clippers, I thought it was the most entertaining game to watch. And the best that you could say with the return of sports coming back is the reason why. It is the absolute reason why. And the NBA has very much acted greatly throughout this whole time. Adam Silver's been playing his cards right. Lots and lots of commissioners around in the leagues are going to learn from this and how they're going to better their league um, in the coming days. Because right now, baseball, and I'll get into this here when we get into our our, uh, our news, but NBA has very much shown themselves why... Um, outside of the NFL, why they're able to make the moves they are and why they're able to do what they do. Because it's all about finding silver linings in every single case. That's why all of us right now, we are in a ton of uncertainty. And all we're trying to find is the silver lining to make this better. There are places that are fully open. There are places that are semi-halfway open and then some they're not open at all because more and more cases just continue to spike up but if you find the silver linings behind every single case hopefully there will be a cure for this and as long as everybody abides by the regulations that's all they that's all they ask just abide by the rules and regulations that we have in place. And I guarantee you that we will be back to some type of normalcy soon. Time now for the hot press. So uh, baseball is definitely taking a toll from here. We have many, many coronavirus cases that are happening um, around the league. Uh, We mentioned it about the Miami Marlins at one point. Uh, they had about a lot of players and staffs who were caught with the virus and now are in quarantine, uh, just keeping themselves safe and healthy uh, from everybody else around them. But now um, the St. Louis Cardinals, they postponed today's game against the Milwaukee Brewers after finding out that there were more positive tests for coronavirus um, before the game even started. So four more players have been tested positive for uh, the coronavirus. And so, uh, listen, baseball right now, like like any other league, they understand what the consequences are going to be the second you have a, a, a league restart. But baseball right now, they, I mean, they're walking on thin ice with this whole thing. Because right now, Rob Manfred, uh, he sent out a notice to everyone that if they're not following the rules or any regulations whatsoever that the, the season could be shut down. I could tell you this. A lot of this just does not make any sense for, you know, especially for a baseball fan like myself and someone who's also played the game. It makes no sense. I I've already spoke my mind about major, major league baseball going on an entire rant about it. Um, and the only thing that truthfully that I can hope for is that everything still continues to go smoothly, but I guarantee you that I mean, if this is if this season gets shut down, I probably would not even be talking about baseball most, you know, for a majority of the time because <laughs> this has been something that has been ongoing now, even through the shutdown, and nobody's been able to find truly the silver lining behind this whole thing. Um, but I do hope that all of the cases that are happening that these people go, go under quarantine. Get yourselves healthy, stay safe, um, and, and and again, be aware of yourselves. Be aware of yourselves. That's the only thing that I can give you that will make all of this go by uh, smoothly. Uh, so uh, another player for the New England Patriots is Marquise Lee, the wide receiver, uh, formerly from the Jacksonville Jaguars, is now in New England. He is now becoming the seventh Patriot player to opt out of the 2020 season. We did see a lot of um, offensive linemen, and of course, a lot of defensive players uh, for New England system who are opting out of the season. Which, again, I'm not going to argue it, and I'm and, and I'm not going to question why, um, but it, it's understandable. The fact that, you know, we don't even know what's in place for the NFL and Roger Goodell, we know, is on the hot seat with some of the stuff. But this is where the NFL really has to come up clutch in situations like this. Make the the safety regulations better for the players. That's all they ask. They want to play. But the second that the plan itself does not completely add up, of course, it's going to be questionable. And of course, it's going to seem like it's a little bit fishy. But this is one of the things that I'll argue that um, the NFL is going to go through a lot of tough hurdles. And it's not to say they can't, they can't escalate their way through it, but there are a bunch of tough hurdles that the NFL is going to be coming across. And it's not just for the players. That's for all the organizations, the owners, the GMs, and the commissioner them- himself. You know, and this is where Roger Goodell is really going to start to pinpoint everything that's happening around the league and how to make this better. But I do believe we'll have an NFL season, but it really is only a matter of time, and it's only how the NFL really truly plays their cards. Um, I mean, I I would hope that by the time that all these sports, hockey, baseball, and basketball, they go through smoothly, that – that's going to open the gates that's going to that's going to lead the bridge to the nfl um and that's the only thing i'm sure that sports fans would hope for throughout this whole entire time but only time will tell and hopefully things will be much better um than what we anticipate them to be uh so that was your hot press So coming up next year, I'll be talking a little bit more on what potentialities we could be seeing here uh, for from baseball, from basketball, from a lot of different leagues, and you don't want to end up missing my thoughts of here up on this one. It's going to be really, really interesting. Don't go away, Snake Sports Talk Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I first and foremost want to thank all of you guys for tuning in here today. What a fun show that it has been. Um, <clears throat> man, like I said, it was definitely stacked with a lot of stuff, um, but man. Can't wait for tomorrow's show. This one's going to be a lot of fun um, and will definitely unload a lot more as we get through these coming days. But uh, one thing I wanted to note real quick, and it's it, it's kind of something that's a little sports, uh, not sports related. Um, so apparently um, the president has announced about a potential TikTok ban. Um, how about that? That's, that's going to be interesting now. Like, listen, I don't have a TikTok. I know a lot of people, all of my friends, who have TikToks and a lot of them use it for entertainment um, purposes. Um, I, I again, I have my thoughts about it. I, I look at it, and some of it's fun, some of it's kind of, yeah, you know. But, um, but now it being a potential ban is really going to start to light up everything. Um, and I'm not sure how that's going to end up working out as itself, but man, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be very, very interesting to watch indeed. Um, But uh, the one thing that I wanted to close out with this is that, um, listen, with sports officially back, there are a lot of different questions being asked day in and day out. And the only thing that these commissioners are trying to do is they're trying to get this season through very, very smoothly. Hockey is in Stanley Cup playoffs. The NBA eventually will be in the playoffs, and then baseball. Well, you got two months of of you got two months of baseball here. Sixty games. It goes by very fast. It really, really does. But here's the one thing that I'll even point out, and more up on baseball because the biggest topic was definitely the Joe Kel- the Joe Kelly situation. Okay, Joe Kelly throws a couple of pitches at Astros players. And the actions gives him an eight-game suspension? Are you serious? Listen, I look at how things have been happening with baseball lately. And, and I'm going to try to, at the very least, keep my personal stuff to myself. But the only way that I look at this with baseball right now is this is a league that... I. I just don't think they do they do have uh strong suitors and leaders within the front offices. <clears throat> I don't believe that. <clears throat> and this is something that okay, Joe Kelly do realize too that he had no controls on either of those pitches, regardless whether he did or he did not intentionally throw. I'm sure that he did almost any other play you know almost any other pitcher from all leagues probably all had a reason why that they had to throw one right at the Astros, and that's all of them. Bregman, Altuve, Springer, um, and even uh Carlos Correa. But eight games? Seriously, in a shortened season? You really think Joe Kelly is going to give a rip about that? I doubt it. Okay, he did what he did, and it was over. And he's basically taking the suspension like, hey, you know what? Give me the eight games. I don't care. It's a shortened season. Lots and lots of um, lots of analysts. And here's what's funny. Lots of other former players. I heard Oral Hershizer talking an awful lot about this. I also heard Nomar Garcia Parra talk about this. And he was not thrilled. But it tells you the direction that the league is potentially moving in versus every other leagues here, but this is where baseball truly has to figure everything out because this is not looking good for major league baseball. It's not, this ain't the major league baseball. I remember. Okay. And what's, (laughs) this is what's interesting to me because to me, I, I do play the sport. I do play it. It's just different level, different intensity. Um, but still you have players and you also have, um, coaches as well who they, this is a different, like, this is a different type of, um, atmosphere now than versus where it was years ago. Listen, years ago, you couldn't wait to be playing baseball. You couldn't. You would get together with your friends. You'd be hanging out at one of the parks, or it's one of you know those back alleyways where it was still good enough to play baseball. You couldn't even wait to play it, <clears throat> which is why I said old school baseball. Nowadays, there's this, there's that, there's um, lots of these complaints and you know unfairness, and I just shut it for a while, please, because for. <sighs> For gosh sakes, this is now just getting to the point where it's now become more than irritating. I mean, I mean, it's just it's just gotten bad. It's just gotten really, really bad. Listen, I I love baseball. I really, really do. I love baseball more for the game, not for the people. Because at this day and age, people do vary by how their actions are. It's true. And the way that I see it right now with Major League Baseball, there are, I'm not saying all of them, but there are players there who, it it doesn't make any sense. And to be honest, like, you even got these owners who I don't even believe they love baseball. I don't. I truly, truly don't. And look, I will tell you this. Okay, with the whole Astros thing, If there is one person that I will defend, and I know I might take an unpopular decision with this just before closing this show out, but I'm going to defend A.J. Hinch, okay? Out of all the people, A.J. Hinch, Alex Cora, Jeff Lou now, and Jim Crane, you know who's the only person who actually had the guts to come out and speak out and say something throughout this whole thing? Oh, that was A.J. Hinch, not anybody else not even Carlos Beltran, none of them were the first to come out to speak about this matter and really clarify everything that the Houston Astros were doing. To me, A.J. Hinch is going to be manager next year. He will have a managing job next year. Once his suspension is done and it's out the way, he'll manage again. But as for the rest of them, they are not going to have jobs. Listen, you've already cut and dried. And I'll tell you this. I was very disappointed with the PR. <laughs> I was definitely disappointed with the Astros PR department because everything. And I remembered going on a rant about this um, at least in, in episodes ago. This was like months ago. Once you heard the breakout about the, the Astros cheating scandal. Oh, I went off. I went off on all of it. I went off on Jim Crane. I went off on the players. I went off on everybody. All except one person, that's A.J. Hinch. Because seeing the documentary, watching him and speaking to Tom Verducci, who, by the way, was one of the best baseball writers currently, um, he was very honest of the whole thing. Very, very honest. And it was tough enough for him to break it down between his wife and his kids. Of the disappointment, the shuns, and and just a lot that's going through in his life, and especially in his mind. I mean, he loves baseball. He misses it, especially being with the players. But, you know, it's an unfortunate situation. But I do believe AJ Hinch will be manager again. I really, truly believe that. But this whole thing, you know, aside from this Astro stuff, this is where baseball really needs to get a grip of themselves. I am sick and tired of hearing about the this, the, that. I am tired of it. Like, not to sound intensified, but do yourselves a favor, get a grip, suck it up, and play. And listen, I've said this before. If players are concerned about this whole thing, don't play. We're not asking you to play. But also, too, Major League Baseball and Rob Manfred really need to realize something. That these players, I feel like they deserve a little bit more than this. I'm not saying I have to favor all the way for the players, but there has to be a silver lining between the two. Because at this point, the players are doing their due diligences by playing the game. But this... (laughs) I just feel like there is so much that the Astros are kind of getting away with that it's really starting to piss a lot of people off. But this is where Rob Manfred and everybody else really, really needs to get a grip. Okay? And yes, it sucks the fact that Major League Baseball is coming out with all these cases right now. But COVID was not planned. This is just happening and everyone is trying to readjust the best way that they can. What do you expect them to do? okay they're do, they're trying their absolute best to make this work. So what's that going to mean if you if you shut it down again? where is that going to lead to for Major League Baseball? This is the part where I again feel like Major League Baseball is in trouble. It's not the game. The only people that I could tell you right now that I put on I put on the spotlight is that front office. I'm talking about these people who are the quote-unquote rational thinkers in the room. They don't seem so rational. <laughs> I, I just I don't think that they are. And that is something that they have to learn from it. Look, Adam Silver is making this happen in the NBA, and he's been very, very smooth about it. I haven't heard much from Gary Bettman, but man, when I watched those hockey games, they were getting this right. Baseball, what is your issue? Okay, figure it out, suck it up, and fix the problem. Seriously, no more tippy-toeing around this whole thing. No more beating around the bush. Okay, give exactly the players what they deserve. Give the fans what they deserve. Because ultimately, if this does not pan out right I'm afraid baseball is going to be in big trouble to where hockey now is going to end up having a lot more. um, They're going to have a lot more views and ratings because up to this point, the second you shut it down, it's it's not going to help any of your problems. It's not. All it's really going to do is it's just going to continuously avoid the problems that you know are there. And the players are showing it to you and they're voicing it out to you figure this out make it right Uh, but that's the only thing that i could say here concluding up onto the show but i really really do appreciate all of you guys tuning in um like i said follow me and like me on all social media platforms here right below uh subscribe to the youtube channels of both the spotlight sports network the home of the snake sports talk show and the snake sports talk show as well to get more of me and all of my episodes and also follow me on spotify Uh, for all the latest podcast episodes after every show. In case if you would miss the live streams, I will have those uploaded as well. Uh, Hope you guys have a great weekend. Have a great Saturday, wherever you may be. Take care of yourself. Stay healthy, stay safe. And we will see you first thing Sunday morning. Take care.